Okay, today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and the benefits of listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say. There are benefits in hearing and doing what is asked of the Holy Spirit and tuning out other voices and tuning your ear into what the Spirit is saying. So this word is to stop, listen, and tune into the Spirit. Acts 2 and 38, we're going to go to that. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is a gift given to us by our Father. The Holy Spirit is a gift. I want us to understand that because it is a gift given to us by our Holy Father. But as a gift that he has planted in us because he already knew what we would need. God, our God is sovereign. God knows all things. God knows our beginning and our end in every situation that we will ever deal with. God has already planted in us everything that we will need to get through what we will have to go through while we're here on this earth. And God already knows each and every situation. And the way that he has given us the out, the way that he has given us the way through, is through the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that we're going to deal through struggles, go through struggles, but that means that we will always have a way out. That we will always be able to, be able to walk over top of our problems because we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing, a lot of people don't recognize the benefits of listening and utilizing the Holy Spirit. So that's why when you're in a struggle, you feel that you blow. That's why you're in a struggle, you feel like, where is the Lord? And our question is today, are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Or are we opening our ears to the wisdom of others, other people, who people have only partial knowledge? People don't have the full understanding. They're going by human wisdom, not by the wisdom of God. They may be going by what they've gone through or what they may have experienced. And God can use those people, yes, but God gives us a specific help in the Holy Spirit which views things totally from what God's point of view is for your life, specific for you. For past, present, and future, the Holy Spirit already knows what is going to happen by the decisions that you make today. So whether you choose to listen to the Holy Spirit or the other voices that is around you is going to affect what your outcome is going to be. And God says, If ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them 
that asks. So for those who have not received the Holy Spirit, especially in this time, God freely gives that to you when you seek his face. When you submit yourself unto God. And some of us already have the Holy Spirit, but we don't utilize it and we don't recognize it. It's just like there was a time that, um, and I, by this time I had kind of recognized it. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit to me, but some people don't realize that when you, when you have a certain feeling of not to do something, that if this was just one time that we went out of town and, uh, and we were going to this kind of sushi type place, um, and I drove, my husband drove up, and I just had this weird, this awkward feeling just that this wasn't the place that we needed to go to. And you know how you try to ignore those feelings? That's the Holy Spirit giving you a feeling to say, this is not the right place, turn around. Or this is not the right decision, don't make that decision. We don't seek the face of the Holy Spirit. We'll call each and every, every other person to seek their advice. We'll read about it, watch TV about it, but God has given us the answer through the Holy Spirit, but we don't want to listen to that. Because the things of the Holy Spirit don't make sense. sense. Let's just be real. We use our senses, our ears, mouth, touching. We use our senses. And there's a lot of people who say, well, God gives us five senses. Yeah, but the things of God, the things of the Spirit, Spirit don't always make sense. Honestly, think about it. All throughout the book, Jesus, there was a man who was deaf and had a speech impairment. And he came unto Jesus, and Jesus licked his fingers and put his fingers in the man's put his fingers in the man's ear. I'm sorry, he put his fingers in the man's ear, licked his fingers, and put his fingers in the man's mouth. And immediately that man was able to hear and able to speak. Now, now in a using our common sense, would you go up to someone? Stick your fingers in their ear and lick your tongue and stick it on their tongue. Does that make common sense? Think about your senses, eyes and touch, and human wisdom. You would think, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, that's not going to work. But the things of God don't always make sense unto us. We have to go past our senses and follow what the Holy Spirit is trying to say. See, I remember. <clears throat> There was a time that we were trying to, before trying to get our house, and uh, God told me to pull up to the bank. This is the Holy Spirit talking. He told me to pull up to the bank, get out, put my foot on the step of the bank, and go back to the car. Now, you know, I'm thinking, oh, the Lord telling me to go to the bank. Something to happen. I'm going to go in the bank and something to move. I'm going to get an application approved. But the Lord told me, I got to the bank. I put my foot on the step of the bank. I said, now, Lord, I'm not going to go. And he said, no, turn around. Get back in your car. Go on. I said, what, Lord? That don't make sense. This is not that far before we were trying to get in the house and we have been talking to people about getting into a house. And it's not one time that he told me to do it. But several times he told me to do it, to go to different banks. He told me, get out the car, walk up to the step of the bank, put my foot on the step, 
get back in the car and drive home. And it was not till after that I got my house that I made a realization that God was making moves for me in the spirit that I couldn't see. And by my obedience, my obeying him, regardless of what I thought, or that doesn't make sense just to keep getting out the car. People may see me walk up, get out the car, and they give a bank spin I'm crazy. You gotta evaluate me and see if I'm trying to steal, plan out whatever. Think I'm a bank robber trying to plan things out. But things of the spirit don't make sense. Feeding the 5,000, two fish and five loaves of bread. Does that make sense? Walking out of a boat to walk on water, does that make sense? The things of the spirit do not make sense. But when you move and be obedient in the spirit and do what the Lord has called you to do, you set things in motion by your obedience. You are for the things that you can't see, things that you can't focus on, that you can't touch, that are not available in your senses, there's a spiritual movement going on in your blind sight. When you're in a desert place and you don't see what's going on, God can be moving and you don't even recognize it. And by your disobedience and you're not listening to what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to you and give you direction, you're blocking the flow in the spirit realm. Because if verse first come in the spirit before it can manifest in the reality. So we must work on our spiritual ears so that we can realize that this is the Holy Spirit talking to me. I must be obedient, even if it does not make sense to me. Right? Let's keep going. Hallelujah. And we had talked about, even in that church, had been, this past Sunday had been mentioned, Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. How, is it, how important for it is for us to use the power of the Holy Spirit to change our situation. Not just about by being obedient and listening, because listening is one part, and it takes discipline. Because a lot of times we want to talk and not listen. Let's just be real. We like to talk, and we seldom times like to listen. That's why God wants us to listen before we speak. It's listening not to the voices around us, but listening to our inner voice. Taking some time to shut out everything else and listening to what God is saying within me so that I can be led by direction. Not just in, in you know, my day to day, but God will give you direction about your destiny, about your purpose, about your will on this earth. Nobody wants to leave this place and not have been found in the reality of what God has set them here to do. You don't want to leave this place and miss out on the destiny that God has called you to. That is why you're here. And that is what the Holy Spirit for. It will lead you in a direction of where you're supposed to be going for what God has called you to. And the Holy Spirit is our intercessor. It is our intercessor expression, pray, praying in the spirit, 
is one of the most important things I found. Just as much, just as much as praying where others can understand is more, and it's as important, or even more important, to pray in the Holy Spirit. And I found myself doing the same, doing them both at the same thing, fine. Speaking record and speaking in the Holy Spirit, and you don't know how powerful things can be moved when you speak in the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit has direct connection to the things of God. So when you're speaking in the Holy Spirit, whatever situation you're dealing with, whatever you have already prayed about or you have already thought about, the Holy Spirit will transform it into the language of God for you. So that it can be moved and made manifest. Okay. Go to I want you to go to First Corinthians two and eleven. First Corinthians two and eleven. No, go to First Corinthians two and ten. Go up a little bit. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God, which, well now we have, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. This is teaching us right here that the Holy Spirit has direct connection to the Spirit of God. And it knows which things are freely given unto us. So the Holy Spirit knows what's ours already. Every blessing that God has actually ordained for you to have, it was already set from the beginning. You don't have to beg for it, fight for it. When it's yours, you will get it. It is for you. The reason things are maybe delayed it's because of lack of obedience, lack of faith. Your obedience is the Holy Spirit. Have you been obeying the Holy Spirit, which leads your way to your blessing, your spiritual blessing? What are the blessings of the Spirit? Love, peace, joy, happiness. All those things are blessings of the Spirit. But have you been listening to the Holy Spirit? Or have you been listening to your flesh? What does the flesh want to do? The flesh wants to cut somebody out when they get in front of them on the highway. But the Holy Spirit will tell you to let them go. Or to let them get in front. I think that's, that's me today. I wasn't on the highway. There was a person kept cutting in front. I couldn't figure out where they think they were going. But the Holy Spirit just said that too. But that might not seem like much to you, but where is your obedience line? Because the point is that 
when you build up not being obedient to those small things, then don't you realize that you're not, you're walking in disobedience already. So you're not going to be following after those bigger things that the Holy Spirit calls you to do because you've already established a pattern of disobedience. So it takes you listening at those small things that you think, oh, that don't matter. The Holy Spirit said, put that down. God wants you to pray right now. Well, I got, I got, I got a few more minutes to do this. Let me get this done and then I'll pray. No, that's already delaying it and you're walking in disobedience. It is important for you to listen to what the Holy Spirit has for you to do and has for you uh, to say. The Holy Spirit has you to say some things to some people that you don't feel comfortable saying. So that you can walk in a pattern of obedience and the more you utilize walking in obedience, the stronger your connection. We always talk about, well, sometimes I can't tune in to the Holy Spirit. That takes practice. That takes time. It's, it's a muscle that you have to utilize. If you don't utilize it, then the muscle will be weak. If you do utilize it, then the muscle will grow stronger. That's just like any other muscle. This is the muscle of tuning into what the Holy Spirit has to say. And it's a muscle that you have to work. And that's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual ear that you have to utilize to say, oh, I'm recognizing that that is the Holy Spirit. And so now I'm going to utilize my time to listen to what you say. I'm going to put down what you call me to put down. I'm going to step away from those who told me to step away. I'm going to walk towards those who told me to walk towards. I'm going to listen and obey and be obedient. Those are working your spiritual ear. Praying in the Holy Spirit, regardless of who around. Because this is a time where people are dying at 20 and 30 over sickness and disease. This is not a time for games and not a time for playing. It's not a time to try to figure out, well, well, I guess I can listen this day and this and not listen to that day. This is not a time for that. It's not. Too many people are leaving this earth. Too many people are dying and not trusting in the Lord and not leaving here. I'll leave him here and, and not going to the great place. This is the time to be obedient and to be about our Father's business. And one of the ways and the tools that God has given us is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not just not just some force that dwells within us, but it's a person, it's a three-part of God that has knowledge, that has understanding. All of those sins can be forgiven except those against the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. It is, it is, a, it is a living being that has the wisdom and the knowledge of God. That's when those Pharisees talked about the Holy Spirit calling it evil. Jesus mentioned that. Because nothing of the Holy Spirit is evil. It's all good given to us by God. It's our good gift from God to be utilized. And it's important at this moment, while people are struggling, people are going through, that his disciples tune in to the uses of the Holy Spirit and be about his business. 
Holy Spirit gives us to give us direct knowledge to the wisdom and the understanding of God. And it knows the things that are freely given to us of God. And it is not in man's wisdom. Here's the thing. The things that are the spirit come from the spirit of God. They're not going to make sense in man's wisdom. So trying to explain things to other people that the Holy Spirit is giving you is not going to work. You're wasting your time. And time is what we're running out of at this point. You're just going to have a lot of time trying to explain the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to others who are not walking in the Holy not working in the Spirit of God. And I'm not just talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers of Christ who are just not on their level. Who have chosen not to work their spiritual ear and not to listen to the Spirit of God. And they're walking, they're saved, but they're walking in human knowledge. And human knowledge is faulty. It goes against the Spirit of God. That's why within you, you go back and forth. There's a fight going on. There's a war going on within you. Those things that I ought to do, I do not. And those things that I should not do, those are things that I do. Because there's a war going on within me, in my members. There's the Holy Spirit that is speaking to me that's from the wisdom and the guidance and the understanding of God. And then there's my, my humanly wisdom, my fleshly wisdom, will seek to say, oh, that'll make sense. Oh, if God wanted you to have this, this would happen, or that would happen, or you wouldn't have to do all of that. But you have to learn the difference between them and learn how to separate those things which are what you think is the flesh and that of the spirit. And this is how I've learned to discern those things. And that anything, any voice that I, that, that I would normally follow that would normally make sense to my flesh, that makes my flesh feel good, I should do the opposite. Let's just be real. Anything that makes your flesh feel all good inside and you like it and, oh, yeah, that sounds all real good right there, do the opposite. Go the other way. Because that's not of God. When God gets ready to speak, it's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to make you not feel good. It's going to make you think, uh, really? That don't even make sense, or that's too much. Or really, do I have to go through that? Or you want me to get out the car and take a step on the step on the bank? How is that going to do things? It, does, it goes past humanly wisdom because it is of the spirit. And you don't know what's moving in the spirit when you only follow your flesh. So this is the time to make our decisions and base our decisions off the wisdom and the understanding of God. This is the time to fine tune our ear by utilizing it. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us to say, hmm, maybe you should make that decision. And even so, not just when the Holy Spirit comes to us, but seek the Holy Spirit. Because each and every one of us has the Holy Spirit. When we seek it from God, we have it. It may be louder to me from 
Spirit within us. So seek the Holy Spirit. Huh? Before you go make a decision that you think you normally make, oh, should I go this place today? Seek the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, should I go this place? I, I promise you that the Holy Spirit will give you guidance. There has never been a time that I have not thought the Holy Spirit concerning a decision and the Holy Spirit has not given me guidance about something. Always gives me wisdom. It may not have been what I want to hear, but it was what I needed to hear. By the time I got through the situation and thinking, that's still, oh my gosh. The Holy Spirit told me one thing, and I'm thinking something else, but you know what? I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit because I know that that's divine wisdom from God, and the divinity of the wisdom from God is more important for me to follow than what I think from my flesh. I'm going to listen to what the Holy Spirit, and I always come out, whatever I've had to go through, I've always come out saying, oh, thank God that I listened. And then the times that I didn't, I came out saying, oh, I probably should have listened to what the Holy Spirit told me because I could have avoided some situations. I could have avoided some negative people. I could have avoided some bad situations. I could have avoided some struggles that I didn't have to deal with. I could have avoided some times that made me feel like nothing if I would have paid attention to what the Holy Spirit had asked me to do. I could have avoided some things. I could have walked through some things and not have had to struggle as much as I did if I would have tuned into what the Holy Spirit had said. So the Holy Spirit is our helper, makes intercessions for us in every single way. But if we don't utilize it, then there's a balance. Whichever one you listen to, that's where your balance is. You listen to the flesh more, it's going to be here, and the Holy Spirit's going to be down here. You listen to the spirit more, it's going to be up. You listen to them both, you're going to have a constant fight. It's who you yield your members to. Who are you yielding your ears to, your spiritual ears to? Well, who are you listening to and following? And the people, the people around you are not going to understand when you get ready to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. In fact, they're going to actively come to you, especially if they're not in the wisdom of God. They're going to ask you, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Does that make any sense to you? Use your five verses, use your five senses. They don't make no sense. They will come to you and actively tell you that what you are saying to do that the Holy Spirit is giving you, that's just stupid. They will give you opposite advice. Stop listening to the advice of people who don't have understanding. You have already been given the direct knowledge of God. Stop listening to the wrong advice. Who are you putting in your path? Who are you putting around you that you're listening to and tuning out the Holy Spirit? Sometimes you should just close your door, set off your phone, find your secret closet space or in your car when you're driving. For me, it's on the highway. When I'm hitting that highway back and forth, nobody in car with me. Find your secret space where you only you're quiet and you're listening. And you shut your mouth off. Yeah, shut your mouth off. Just cut it off. Just, if you gotta take whatever you gotta do. If God said it did, if it's your ear that offends you, cut it off and start. If it's your mouth that talk too much when the Holy Spirit keeps talking, cover it up. Do whatever it takes so that you can 
focus on that inner voice that God is giving you. It is a lot easier to have the lambasting of feet. I'm serious. God is, God is using the spirit in this moment in time to, you to, to work in us to do his will. And some things God has to, God has to give to you through the spirit. And you have to be tuned in and you have to be focused. Going on down to verse 16. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? This is still in 1 Corinthians, 2nd chapter, verse 16. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? For we have the mind of Christ. What is he talking about? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the mind of Christ that is given to us. It is our fortress. It is our way out. It says in Romans, let me go back. Romans 8 and 16. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. And again, in Ephesians 1 and 14, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What does it mean? The spiritual amount it just means coming to church and praise the Lord. All those things are good, yeah. It's all the spiritual amount of meaning. Just come to every service and every Bible study and every wisdom. Those things are good, and even the Holy Spirit will lead you to do those things too, but just being in the church, just being church minded. Does not mean you are spiritually minded. I want to get that clear because some of these just coming to church, I'm spiritually minded because I come to church and I focus on God and while I'm in the church. But when I go out, my mind is not right. My mind is thinking after the flesh. I follow the decision of the flesh when I go out. I make decisions after the flesh. I'm arguing with people. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. I get angry. I get upset. Cussing people out. What did you say? Talking about folks behind their back. I'm always speaking negative. Always something on the news. I'm spreading that instead of spreading the word out. To be church minded doesn't mean that you are spiritually minded. Yes, all those good things about coming to church. And Focusing and doing what the Lord has called you to do when you come in here, but it's about taking it out there also. When you walk in a spiritual mind, that means walking after the Spirit of God. I mean, spiritually listening to what the Lord has given to you, which is the Holy Spirit. That means walking my way, whether I'm here at church, whether I'm at work. Whether I'm with my friends, whether, wherever I am, whether I'm out at dinner, that means I'm thinking and making decisions based on my tuning into my spirit. My mind is focused on the things of the spirit. 
Because I can tell you right now that some things that we do, even with me, the Holy Spirit tells you to shut that down. The Holy Spirit tells you to turn off the TV. People don't think that uh, those things are coming from the Holy Spirit. When you get that inner feeling like, I shouldn't be watching this, or maybe it's not for me, or maybe I shouldn't be going to this place with these folks, or maybe I shouldn't be, even when you can kind of find yourself called this, I shouldn't be talking about that. I don't know, I don't know how many times. Honestly, that God has worked on me. Because I realized that I had a problem with easily getting frustrated at things. And getting irritated by the things people say. And the Holy Spirit, even in the moment, when I was, I might not have said something, but I was thinking, the Holy Spirit, should you be thinking that? That's not right. The Holy Spirit will make an intercession for you every, every day. Should you be watching that? And when you feel that, turn it off. Turn it off. What's more important to you, watching the show? Because that show, whatever you're watching, is going to keep coming out. There's group on, uh, uh, there's DVR. If the Holy Spirit tells you to shut it down and don't watch no more, what's more important to you? Following after the Spirit and following after God? Or watching TV. Because you can watch yourself on TV and get yourself straight to hell. What's more important at this moment? When God has given you life, because truly, God has given you life. Each and every one of us in here is a miracle. A miracle by the grace of God. To be standing here, to be sitting here, to be in His presence, even at this moment, is a miracle. When there are so many things happening, so many tragedies, where do you want to find yourself when God calls you home? Do you want to find yourself in, in, in disobedience or do you want to find yourself listening to the things of the Holy Spirit? But it's not, it's not just about that, but it's about utilizing the Holy Spirit in your situation so you won't go through so many things that you have to go through. And when we do go through things, it's for fine-tuning, for reproof, for us to learn something. Because otherwise, if we go through a situation and don't learn anything, we're going to go back to that situation again. Oh, yeah, don't bypass. God makes sure of that. When God gets ready for you to learn something and it didn't click for you that first time, you're going to go through it again. It may not be in that same type of situation, but it's going to be the same theme, the same idea, the same concept for you to learn through that situation until you get it. And many times, the reason that we miss what we're supposed to learn through that situation is because we didn't tune into what the Holy Spirit was saying. We were too busy concentrating on, I can't believe I'm going through this struggle. Lord, where are you at? Lord, why you ain't helping me out? Lord, this is just too much. I can't deal with it. I need you to take me out of this. We're too busy focused on the situation that we're not realizing, oh, I'm supposed to be learning something. Or maybe if I tune into the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell me what I need to learn so that I can get out of this situation quick, fast, and in a hurry and move on to the next. Because I want to grow. I don't want to just be a diamond rust that never grows. I want to be as a tree that's continuing to grow, face to face to glory to glory, as God has called me to grow, not stagnant. Because stagnant water grows and festers. 
and brings about infection. And then when we go through things and we think God didn't move the way we wanted him to move, because God is waiting on you to learn what he wanted you to learn, roots of bitterness grow up. And roots of bitterness are an infection to your body. We get bitter because we think we shouldn't be going through this or we shouldn't be struggling as we do. And we get angry and upset, whether it be God or ourselves, we start growing up roots of bitterness. And that starts affecting our whole body and wonder why we're feeling sick and why we're feeling pain or why we why we always frustrated and angry, dealing with this and 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 we got things in our mind, thoughts in our mind coming up because we're growing up roots and bit of bitterness. And God talks about that. God talks about how letting roots of bitterness grow up in you to repent and turn and release those things. So we have to learn to tune ourselves into the Holy Spirit. Do what the Lord has called you to do. I know my spirit has been obedient, following after the Lord, and that's what I've been, God has been giving me a constantly talk about what it is because it's so important. I don't think God would keep bringing this up if it was not important for us to tune into. This is it's just different ways where he's utilizing his words and giving it to us so that we can have access to his divine, direct wisdom and knowledge. We have, we have direct communication to God as our intercessor that has that's all known. We, we all agree in here that God is all knowing, all powerful, has all information. Can we all agree with that? God has given that information. We have direct connection. The Holy Spirit does not speak of itself, but it speaks of God. We have that divine information inside of us through the Holy Spirit. So why would we not be utilizing that? It is so important. That is freely given unto us a free gift. God just gave us a free gift. And we want, we want gifts, material gifts. Car, I want a car, I want a house, I want, can't figure out why I can't get this man, blah, blah, blah. But you're not focusing on the free gift that God has given you that can, that can reach out and help grab those things in the spirit and pull them to the natural for you. But are you tuning in? Are you tuning in? The things that you ask him for, God is going to tell you to move in some ways that's going to make you uncomfortable. In some ways that's not going to make sense to you. Are you going to do it? Because when you turn away, you cause him to delay of the pool from the spirit to the natural so that you can receive the blessing that God has already had for you. Really, all our blessings are already sitting there in the spirit waiting on us. They're there already. Not like, you know, we have to go search them and find God has, has already set them in place for us. They're there. The reason they haven't manifested is our own delay. It's our own causes. And sometimes it's a, for our obedience to be patient as well. But a lot of times it's because we not listen to the Holy Spirit. Because even the Holy Spirit will tell you wait. What's for you is be wait. 
speaking for is because there's something you have to learn before you can get it. And the Holy Spirit is your teacher. That's when the tune in is the Holy Spirit. What am I supposed to be learning? What do I need to grasp? Because your gifts, your blessings are in your growth. And if you're not growing, well, where are you expecting blessings from God? Where are you trying to go? You're not, you're not trying to listen. You're not trying to be obedient. You're not trying to tune in. You're not trying to seek God's face while he may be found. But you're talking about a blessing. Oh, Jesus. But to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. For the flesh, this is in Galatians 5 and 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Galatians 5 and 17. Make sure you got that. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would do. So what would I normally do? What would I want to do? The Holy Spirit does not follow what you want to do, but what God wants you to do. That's why I told you earlier that it's always not about your feeling or how you feel. Honestly, we're at a point now where it's more about being, listening and tuning our ears to God than about our feelings. We have to lay aside some of our feelings. We get too wrapped up in our feelings. Yeah, our feelings are there to help connect us with others. Love, joy, even those that are others, anger, frustration, those connect us to the world around us. Yes, our feelings. But sometimes we get caught up in our feelings and we use our feelings as decision makers. And that's where we make a mistake. Our feelings should never be a resource for making a decision. Because always when you get caught up in your, your feelings, tell them, that's the word that we phrase, we use, we get caught up in our feelings, we make the wrong decisions. Yeah. We make some bad decisions that we, we shouldn't have been making, excuse me, when we get caught all up in our feelings. Sometimes it's about making decisions past your feelings. Yeah, I know that I feel this. I know that I feel hurt. I know that I, I'm, I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling down or even angry at myself or angry at someone else, but I should look past my own feelings and tune in to Holy Spirit. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm dealing with. Because the Holy Spirit, you can have a conversation with God. We all know that. And God will utilize the Holy Spirit and talk back to us. And through our spiritual ear, that is our direct connection. And the Holy Spirit will give us the answers when we're praying in the Holy Spirit, listening to the voice of the Lord, reading, studying, all those things. God will give us the answer for what we're seeking. Sometimes we can't even utter what we're praying about. We didn't cut, cut. We, we got so 
wrapped up in our feelings and we're so down and I'm not the only one that we can't even utter anything. We can't even pray. Barely feel like we want to lift up our hands. That's when the time you utilize the words of the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit will speak utterances for you and give you strength, give you renewal, give you peace through all your feelings. And then one more I'll give you. Romans 8 and 27. I don't know if I've given that already, but. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to to the will of God. So when I'm walking according to the according to the Holy Spirit, I'm walking within the will of God. I know that I'm following what God has set for me, the path that God has set me on. A lot of times we can avoid making detours and making step offs lead to mistakes and downfalls if we stay on the path of the will of God, and that is by listening to the Holy Spirit. Walking not after our flesh, but after the Spirit, we can stay on the path that God has set me on if I listen after the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the will of God. Now I'll open the floor. Anybody that has had experiences this week or anytime you want to share what the Holy Spirit has given you or the Holy Spirit has done for you that God has given you. Get up and speak, share, bless somebody else. This is the opportunity. Before I share, Father of living God, we just thank you and we praise you. We thank you for this word, Father God, that you have made manifest unto us. You have revealed your knowledge and your wisdom and your glory unto us, and we are so grateful and thankful. And we just praise your name, Father God, that we were able to meet again today, Father God. Father God, we were able to hear what you have called us to hear, Father God, and we will walk in it, Father God. Not just be hearers, but be doers. And we just thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord. We're just going to get back started. Aha, we're here at the Aha International House of Praise, another Women to Women's Ministry. And last week we talked about, we talked about the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying the Holy Spirit. And today I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that, if the Lord is willing. And um, we're going to talk about focusing on what we believe. Focusing on what we believe. When we focus on what we believe, we can hear the Holy Spirit more clearly and be able to use, utilize what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and to be obedient. And I think a lot of times we override what the Holy Spirit is saying because we believe something else. Or we believe that what we think is more, more right than what the Holy Spirit is saying. So here today I'm going to talk about what we believe. Let's get started. Amen, amen. So all in the book of Genesis, even at the beginning, we know that the father of the Jews was Abraham, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. And in saying his faith, we, we know that and we understand that, but do we really get the concept of completely putting ourselves out there and believing what God is saying? Because if we did, then we would be so worried, we would be so concerned, we wouldn't be so caught up in our situations. We would be walking in complete overflow. Could be best and if we truly had the complete mindset to believe everything God has said to us, there would be no worry, no pain, no sorrow. We may be going through struggles, but we would already know that we have the victory. A lot of times, we get caught up in what we believe and what we think about what we're dealing with. And it's really not about what you think, so much about what you believe. It's not about what you feel, I'm sorry, more about what you, not about what you feel, but about what you believe, what you think about a situation. So we're gonna go to Genesis chapter 12, verse one through four. And it says, the Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed, will be blessed through you. So what did Abraham do? Picking out this important part. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haram. Now, God didn't talk about how 
before he said this to Abram, he didn't talk about all the good works that Abram had done. He didn't talk about all the good things or how much he gave or how he was so kind to others and all of those things. Actually, this was the start of it. God gave Abram a word, told him something about what he had already had planned for him. And the first thing Abram did was what? He believed. He believed God's word and departed on that belief. And when you think about that, honestly, think about the situations in your life. Because there's a lot of people that I've, I've heard tell stories and they said things they're in situations or or even just simple things going through life. Um, I heard one recently where somebody was in a bad situation and they were in danger and they felt something inside of them telling them to run, to run away. And they didn't listen. They overrided that. And when they didn't listen, they found themselves in some, a, a, a really bad situation that affected them for the rest of their life. And whether they want to believe that it was the Holy Spirit or not, the Holy Spirit is within us. It's whether we utilize it and accept it and listen to the voice that God gives us. See, that Holy Spirit is a direct connection unto God that gives us warnings, gives us information. And it's about whether you believe it or not. Jesus came down so that he can change our belief systems. God came so that we may have life and we may have it more abundantly, correct? But if we don't believe and accept that, then it's not going to be within our lives. So it's about our belief, what we believe and what we accept. Abram, at the time, God didn't go into all the things that happened before about Abram other than his lineage, his father, talking about where he was in Macedonia, which, if you look at your history right there in Macedonia, that area, they worshiped a sun god. They were idolaters. And so it proves that it's not by our works, but by God's goodness that we were chosen. So God chose Abraham and gave him a word and told him that he was going to be blessed. And Abraham believed the word of God, believed that he would receive the blessing without any proof, without God coming and manifesting all of them up front. Because a lot of times we want to see what's going to happen. We want to see our path before we get ready to accept what God has. Let's just be real. We want to know the direction in which we want to go. We want to know all the information. Blah, blah, blah. I got to do this. Well, if, I, if, I, if you're going to bless me this way, how is it going to bless me? Oh, we want to control it. We like to accept God. What God said, yeah, Lord, I, I, look, God, you're going to give me that. You're going to bless me with that new house. You're going to bless me with that new car. You're going to bless the protection of my family. But I want you to bless me in this way. 
And if it don't manifest in the way that we like it to be manifest, then we think God didn't do it for us or God did it the wrong way. But God has seen your belief. When are you going to believe God with your whole heart? We say that, yeah, Lord, I believe you, but God knows our hearts. He knows our mindset. He knows what you're thinking. Jesus came down and he can tell. He could tell what they were thinking. They called him king of Beelzebub, of the devil. Yeah, he could tell that. He knew what their thoughts were. That's why he answered. Jesus knows your thoughts. And what are we really thinking? Are you saying, Lord, I believe you, but thinking, but this, this, and this happened, so I really don't know. God has said, God has said to us, when you pray, believe that you have all what you already received it, and you should have already, that you have already gotten it. Not that it's on the way or that it's coming or that it's gonna show up you know, sometime later. Believe that you have it right now. When I pray about it, I pray unto God, believing that I'm a child of his, and I believe his report, that he is all-knowing, all-sovereign, and that he can provide for me. That is my belief. When you believe something, that is what's stuck in your mind. That is what you trust in. You believe that you're gonna get you a, a certain check at a certain day of the month, or at certain times in the month, you believe that if you worked, you believe that you're going to get that check at some point. Or if it's so cute or whatever it is, you believe you. And when, and when it does not manifest, tell the truth, you get upset about it. You get, you get on the phone calling, figuring out why, why didn't this manifest? Because I believe I knew that this was coming. This is something that I know. Why can't we place that on God? Let's give God a challenge. God is waiting on us to challenge. God, Father God, he's not just waiting on us to challenge. He's waiting on us to know. When are we going to know? When are we going to walk under knowing? When I pray, when I go to my father in my secret place and I pray about something, no matter what it is, healing for my kids, in my marriage, pray for whatever it may be, believe that when I get up from my prayer, it's already done. It's already worked out. And, if, and I know before there was a time here where I said, well, Lord, I can't believe you when I have a hard time explaining it to other people. Because one thing you say, well, you prayed about something, but it's not there yet. But how do you tell people it's there when they're looking at it and it's not there? But God is saying, don't worry about that. Your focus is off. Your focus is on the wrong thing. Don't worry about what they think. When you're talking, you talk as if it is manifested. Because, in, because the exchange of the Holy Spirit is faith. Just as our exchange for goods is money, are you going to eat money? Hmm? Are you going to cuddle with me at night? Is it going to be your pillow? Your bed? Hmm? We worry about money, money so constantly because it gets us things. It's the thing. It is the substance.
that we get in exchange for it. That's why we want it. That's why we need it. To be able to function, we need that mode of exchange because that is what we replace. Previously, it wasn't about too much coins. It was about crops, wheat. That was the exchange. If you had a big field and you had all these crops and, and you can exchange that, you can get good. So for the spirit realm, faith is the exchange. My faith is my belief. I will, I will, God has said I will accept your belief, your belief in me as an exchange. Matter of fact, God is even doing more than that, not just for the things that you want, but for your righteousness. God is exchanging your belief and your faith in him and counting it as righteousness. Mm. Let me show you this. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. What does it say? I want you to look at it and honestly read it for yourself. And Abram believed the Lord, believed, and the Lord counted him as what? Righteous because of his faith. So it's not by your works that you are saved. No. Romans, the whole book of Romans explains to you how unworthy that we are and how it's not about our righteousness, but by God's righteousness. Hmm. It's not about the things that we have done, but by God's goodness. You can't earn it. There's no way to earn it. Because of our sinful nature, we sin. And what we really deserve, let's be honest, we deserve to go to hell. That's what we honestly deserve. But the Lord in his goodness did not count us based off of our actions, based off what we did, based off our works. He forgave us and count us as righteous in his sight based on our faith. So what am I saying? Believing is important. Believing is, a tool, is your tool. You must believe that God is who he says he is. And he can do what he says he can do. It is our belief. And by that belief, that is when you can clearly listen to the Holy Spirit and obey it and not override it every time you think what you're thinking is, is more important or what you're thinking is more right than what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because you realize that what you're thinking is of the flesh and you don't have the information. And that I believe what God says about me or God, what God says for me to do than what I want to do. And it can be just simple things. Honestly, even during the week, the Holy Spirit will help you get through the week easier. You won't have such a hard week. Even if it seems like, oh, that, 
that don't make sense. I've done that before, blah, 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 blah. And it worked out. Maybe you've been doing it wrong this whole time. And the Holy Spirit is trying to give you a better way to get through your week. Because God cares about us. Do you not know that your father cares about you? Your father cares about you. He loves you. He cares about even your feelings. But he wants you to look past your feelings and focus on your belief. Not what I feel about my situation, but what I believe about my situation. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. And then later, Genesis 22, verse 1. Faith, faith. So important to God. Faith, my belief, what I believe. What I believe. So much of this world is so caught up in what they believe and there's so much different beliefs going around so much not just not just religious beliefs but beliefs on everything from everything every different topic there's so many different beliefs belief about where you should get the shot belief about abortion belief belief about this uh, uh, belief about where these people live or belief about uh, the war belief there's so many different beliefs out there so many different things are where people leave, and all of it causes conflict. This person don't like this person because of what they believe, or this person can't get along with this person because of what they believe. It's about what you believe. And guess what? Before I get into the scripture, the devil don't care about your thinking. The devil don't care too much about you coming to church if you don't change your belief. If you come in here and say you got the same, same half watered down belief that you've been having, they don't care about that. The devil starts to get concerned and worried and start coming at you when you change your belief. When your belief gets strong towards God, you draw near unto God, that's when the devil gets worried. You don't care if you run around and have a poop in the house and, and, and run around and fall out. It's as long as your belief stays the same. As long as you stay in a depressed mood, as long as you stay worried, as long as you stay stressed out, the devil does not care. It's when you change your belief. What do I believe? Do I believe God, period? What is my belief? My belief is counted to me as righteous. What righteousness? What do I believe? Jesus came to change our belief. Because they believed that by all their works, by all their gathering, by all their praying out in the synagogues, and all that ritual, and all that circumcision, they believed that that was what counted to them as being right. That's what the Jews believed. And that Jesus came to change that belief system to help them to focus. Your focus, your focus, your belief is important. Genesis 22, verse 1. Believe, believe, believe. Abram, Abraham was counted as righteous because his faith. 
He walked off and left his family, left his country, left everything based off the word of God. How many times can we say we can do that? We can just walk off, just say, forget it. Based off of what the word of God said. God said this to me, I believe it, I'm I'm not going to even question, I'm just walking off and doing what God said to do. The faith, he was chosen because of his faith. Not by his goodness. Abraham's faith tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Genesis 22, verse 1. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. What did Abraham do? What did he do? He got up and he did it. Now tell me, this is the same son you prayed for, begged God for, waited not just a couple of years here. This is how we do it. We like to wait. We'll give give God a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Sometimes we'll give him a couple of years. But do we give him Abraham time? Huh? Abraham kept the faith and believed God for so long. For so long. And trusted that he was going to do what he said he was going to do. And then, sorry, I said, and then, after God had blessed him, then God comes back and said, now I want you to sacrifice him. Now I want you. Now that's the same son you worked so hard to get, to work so hard to believe for, and that's the same son now you're about to have to sacrifice. Do you understand what you're going through? Any of us have had children and think about it, you having to go and sacrifice your child that you have worked so hard for, prayed so hard for, begged God for. That's all you thought about, that's the only thing you want. Abraham had everything else. He had everything else and he didn't have a son in it. And then when he got it, he was so happy that he threw a feast. When the child was weaned, he threw a whole feast for it. Even put away his servant's child. Believe in what God said. But don't be dismayed, Abraham. Put him away. Let him go. Abraham believed him so that that same child, which he loved so much, I already knew he loved him. Because God already said it. The son whom you love so much. He just proved that God knows your heart. We can't pretend with God. There's no pretending. There's no pretending. You can't speak one thing and think another. God knows your thoughts. He knows your heart. There's no pretending. That's why there's no need to hide anything from God. There's no need to hide anything from Jesus because he already knows. He knows you. He knows your heart. He knows where they flip-flop or not or where you're going back and forth or whether you believe in this minute and the next minute. Because if you truly have Jesus-type faith, believing, what do I believe? You can say to this mountain, be moved, and it will be moved. You can do all things because you are in Christ. Christ is in you. If you confess that Christ is the Son of God, and God is in you, and you are in God, And you can do all things. You can do all things. Do you believe that? Let's be sure we don't. We don't believe that we can do all things. 
In reality, we say that, but do we really believe that we can do all things? No, because when it comes to the situation, is it come, when it comes to things that are outside our comfort zone, when it comes to things that we have not done before, I mean some real things, some, uh, some real fighting the devil, demon, whatever you gotta do, some things that God called you to do that's completely something you have never done, we don't believe that we can do it, so we shy back away from it. Well, I can't do that. We start back and back. Our belief is important. What we believe about God, what we believe that we can do through God is important. And so Abraham took his son up and he obeyed God. And, no, and, and, and not just in the mindset, he, while he was taking him up, while he was taking him up, it doesn't specifically say what he was thinking, but somewhere in there he had already knew that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. And even if God took his son away from here and allowed him to sacrifice him, he believed that God was so powerful and so sovereign that all he had to do is ask for something back. That God can raise him from the dead. Do you believe that? What do you believe? Do you believe that God can do things in your box? See, we can't, we set God in a box. And God can do all things that we believe in our box. And when it's something outside of our box, but we don't believe God can do that. No, God can't do that for me, you know. It's been too long, I'm, I'm this age, or, or I done went too far, I done done too much. God ain't gonna do that for me. We like to keep God in this little set box in our little set lives, we don't even realize that what we're dealing with, the things in our life are small. They're so small, God has a whole world to deal with, a whole world. And what we're dealing with is little, not to say that it's not important to God, because everything about us is important. The reason he places Holy Spirit so that you can draw near unto him and so that he can help you. The Holy Spirit is our helper. That is what you have to believe and know that God is seeking to be with us, to connect with us. Because let's all go all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to the beginning. Why do we think God created a whole earth and a garden of Eden and then created us? Why do you think he did that? Why do you think he did that? He did that because he wanted us, because he loved us, and he created an earth for us to live in, and a garden of Eden for us to meet up at. God wants to meet up with you. God wants to conversate with you. God wants to spend time with you. That has been since the beginning. God created a whole earth us to live in. He created us as his children. You believe that you're a child of God? You're God's children. God's babies. You created as God's little babies. Molding and shaped just the way he wanted it. Just the way you look. You ain't got to compare yourself to nobody. You ain't got to touch up yourself to nobody. You ain't got to have what nobody else has. He created you just the way he wanted you to be. And everything that he was ever going to give you, he already knew what he was going to give you from the beginning. 
because you were his little baby. And you, you are a baby of Christ that has everything, that has an inheritance, that has so much that he can already set for you what you're going to have before you even get it. It's about believing what you're going to accept. And he created an earth and a garden so that he can meet up with you. So that we can talk. So that we can have a conversation. So I can walk around and be with you. Spend time with you. Just as any father, any mother takes their child out and goes to the park. Spend time with their kids. Reading a book. Watching TV together. Movie night. Whatever it is. God wanted to spend time with them. And if we can understand that about our own kids, why can't we understand that about God? And we be, when we believe that God loves us so that he, he created us as his little children and wanted to spend time with us, then we must believe what God says about us to help us. God is doing all these things to give us a break, to give us time to spend time with him. A lot of time, we're cluttering so many things in our mind. We're just cluttered. We're just cluttered with just full of stuff, so busy, so worried, so concerned. Everything's a rush. Everything is, is manifesting all at the same time. I got this struggle and this struggle. And God is using the Holy Spirit to speak to us and help us, even the simple things during the week, to make our week easy. Even things that we don't want to accept. Well, I've been doing this or... or this has been working out, or, or I think this will go this way. We override that, but the Holy Spirit is trying to help us have an easier week, help, trying to help us so that we can have time to spend with God. It's a decision. It's a decision. Are you going to spend time with your Father? Are you going to believe who he is, believe what he can do, and believe what you can do? Are we going to believe in ourselves? Because Christ believes in us, because he knows what he puts in us. Are we going to believe in ourselves? A lot of times, we need to put down the focus of the negativity and how we feel about a situation and how we think it's going to go and put our focus on what God has said and believe in him. I'm not saying that it won't be a struggle. I'm not saying that it won't be difficult. I'm not saying that some, you won't have feelings, because you will. God gave us feelings so that we can have a connection with him, that we can have a connection with each other. You are going to feel something, but don't let your feelings override your belief. I believe that I am more than a conqueror. I believe that I am in Christ Jesus and I can do all things. I believe that I can overcome any situation. I believe that no, no harm shall by any means, nothing shall by any means hurt me. There's no harm shall befall me. I believe what God says about me. What do you believe? And it's a mindset change. Am I going to believe everything? Not, not this watered-down Christianity thing, playing like I'm a, I believe it in front of other people. This is not about other people. This is about you and God. What are you going to believe? It's time. It's no time for playing games with God because God already knows where we are. It's about our mindset. It's about our focus. What am I going to believe? Everything God says to me. When am I going to lay it all on the line? When am I just going to 
let go of my own thoughts and my own concerns and my own worries and my own past and what I done done and who done done it to me and why they done done it and what struggle I had to go through. And I'm just going to believe God. And when you put yourself and lay yourself at God's feet and draw near to him and just let it all go, then the Holy Spirit will, buy, I, I can guarantee that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to speak to you more and more as you utilize it. Your ears will be open. And the more you listen and the more you do, because it's not about a whole bunch of questioning, because this is proved right here. Abraham didn't do a whole bunch of questioning. He didn't do a whole bunch of, well, Lord, Lord, I know you didn't gave me this son, but honestly, why you want me to take it to a mountain and kill him? Come on, that don't make no sense. That just don't make no sense. Did you see him do the whole bunch of questions? I know I did a talking a couple of weeks ago about how we spend a lot of time trying to explain the God things and, and, and question about what God asks us to do. This is the same thing about believing. We do a whole bunch of questioning and we want to know the beginning and the end and we want to know the middle and we want to walk all clear and have our path all straight, but that's not how it works. God don't tell you how the path's gonna go. He didn't tell Abraham that I'm not gonna make you sacrifice your son. I just wanna see what you're gonna do. He didn't tell him that. God ain't gonna tell you everything. He's gonna tell you directly what he wants you to do initially. And it's up to you to make that decision to do it. God gives us a choice, but you lose out when you make the wrong choice. It's about what, you, what am I going to get? What am I going to let go of? Am I going to let go of the negativity of what's on the news? What, what, what's being said at work? What am I, I going to let those things go and focus on what I believe about God? God says, if God has said that he already knows our situation, we don't, he don't need us to tell him about our situation. He needs us to tell our situation about him. That is our belief. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's go down. Romans 1, verse 17. If the Lord's willing, I'm going to be <clears throat> coming to a close. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For I, let's go to verse 16 first. For I'm not ashamed. So we know the Romans, Romans was given to talk about the Jews and the Gentiles and, and, and the Gentiles were coming in to believe and trusting in, trusting in Jesus. Where they had been out there and, and been uncivilized. And it was also, Romans also include speaking to the Jews because they believed that they were uh, they had believed, uh, believed God since the beginning, and they were rightfully so heirs of Abraham, and it was counted by all the things that they did, and that the Gentiles can't be accepted with the Jews because they had been uncivilized in the world and did those things. So th this, this is a conversation that Paul is having. Verse 17, I'm sorry, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ, 
It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by what? By faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And it goes on, let's go down to verse. Verse 20. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. And then he goes on to talk about the Gentiles and their lack of belief. And I encourage you to read, read Romans. But the important thing is to understand is that it is through faith that we obtain righteousness. That we are right in God's sight, not by what we do. And when we base it off, see, the, the honest thing is that God works in us. When we come to God, we come to him as, as we are. And God manifests and changes us and shapes us in the way that he wants to be and molds us and changes our behavior, changes our actions as we grow closer to him. We, ought, we, we start to do that as we draw near unto God. We automatically start changing ourselves when we're true. When we're true about it and we're not just going to church and we're not just being religious and we're being real with God and our relationship with God, there's no way you can't be changed. But it's not to focus on just the changing because that's God's job. What our focus is on the believing. Because you believe that what God has put in a good work in you, he will finish it. Because God is a finisher. He finishes everything he sets out to accomplish. Everything that he sets to do is already done. So if he already put in the good work in you to change you from the old, old ways, he's going to accomplish it. When you draw near to him and do what he has called you to do, he's going to accomplish it. So your focus is going to be on believing and knowing that nobody can change your mind about who you are in God. Nobody can tell you that you are not right in God's sight when you have faith, when you believe him. For God, because God has exchanged your belief for righteousness. You are made right with God when you believe him. And by your belief, your actions change. By your belief, your thoughts change. Are they not? We are shaped by our belief. Our actions are based on what we believe. What we believe about a situation. So we, we believe everything that God says. And what does God say? How are we going to know it? We got to read it. We got to study it. We got to pray about it. Jesus prayed for hours. We prayed five minutes and we over it. I got to think now, Jesus. I got to work tomorrow. It's been five minutes. 
I kind of taking over. Come on now. Tell the truth. Jesus came down and saw his disciples sleep. He got upset. He was upset. And what did he do? He had to go back and pray again. Lord, I need to go back. I need to just stay right there. He had to go back and pray. And when he came back, he said, sleep on. Just go to sleep. Because at the time, he went to Jesus and what Jesus, what God, I mean, he went to God and got what God did. Mindset change. Your focus is off. You worry about the wrong thing, let him sleep. It's not going to change your destiny. It's not going to change what I have for you to do. Sleep on. Let him sleep. You have to be real with God, and it's important that you do the things that you already know to do. Pray, study, read, focus, seek God's face. Praying about your situation, not just for a few minutes, not just for a few seconds, or, uh, and even if it's for a few seconds, pray and get up believing that whatever you prayed about is finished, it's done, it's fixed when you got up from your prayer. It's not going to be fixed two weeks from now. I'm going to be fixed a month from now. When I got up from my prayer, whatever I prayed about, it's done. It's done with. God already handled it. Because when I pray, I believe God hears my prayers and that he's going to take care of it. Because he cares for me. And if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our, to our children, how much more is our Heavenly Father going to give good gifts to us? If we know this word and we receive it, why are we concerned? And when we pray, pray for a mindset that's focused on God's mindset. Lord, give me a line with what you're thinking. Give me a line with what you believe. Let me get my mindset from shifting back and forth. Let me get the right focus on my mindset. Because if I do have that set focus, then I won't be shifting to or fro. I won't be focused on this thing and then I go next to this. If my focus is set with yours, I won't be shifting to and fro. I will stand on you as my rock and believe you. And when somebody, it don't go the way I hope, or it don't work out, or I come down and they sleep, I can just say sleep on. Forget it. Because God didn't change my mind. By the time I went back, I was about to get mad at you. I was about to cut you out. I was about to cut you out because you fell asleep on me. But you know what? I had to go back and I prayed. And by the time God got through working me through that prayer, I came back and I told you, go on about your business. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just don't even worry about it. Don't even matter. And that's sometimes what we have to do. I'm learning that, Lord, honestly, I'm realizing that maybe I should have done this more this past week. Because I know I'm not perfect. And I know that if it wasn't by God's goodness and love and God's mercy, I deserve to go to hell. Honestly, we all do. Let's just be real. We all do. We all sin. We all should fall short of his glory. It's only by God's goodness that we deserve to be here. Because he's so good and so loving and so forgiving. But I realize that when I'm about to, when it's not going the way I hope for, something that put me on the edge of going back to old Victorian, I say, I, I, I just stop and I say, I need, to, I need to learn how to just stop and just start praying. I don't care who's talking to me. I don't care if they're good. I don't care if it's in the middle of a conversation. I'm going to just close my eyes and, or, or, or just tune them out and just start praying so that I can come back. And my friend, the things that I say out of my mouth 
won't be the wrong thing. It'll be, don't worry about it. That ain't no big deal. Keep going. That's true. We get so worked up about stuff, but if we just stop and take a moment and give it to God and believe that God's going to take care of it, we can just ever get it. Don't even worry about it. So I challenge you this week, read Romans. Read about all the things that you can go back to the story of Genesis and all the things of Abraham if you want to, but try to read Romans this week and focus on what you believe. Be true to yourself, where are you at? Pray unto God, couple with him. Prayer is a conversation. It's your conversation with God. Conversate. And say, Lord, this is where I am. I, this is where I'm having trouble believing. I want full, I want 100% belief in you in all areas, in all ways. Show me how to work through this. Because there are some areas of unbelief. Amen. Amen. So that's my word for you all today. Anybody have any questions? Anybody, any comments? Hope I asked you anything. Amen. Not a what you, about what you feel about a situation, but what you believe about the situation. God can work it out. God can do all things. There is nothing, nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for Jesus. And when you know that and you believe that, then everything will work out. Amen? Amen.